Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Peace be upon you all. This is Coffee and Connections, and I'm your host, Cody. Now, this is our very first podcast, so we're very excited about it. Uh, going to be building this to the best that we can to, you know, get those connections and bring people from around the globe together to discuss spiritual topics in a easy, digestible way so we can all understand and to hopefully ben- hopefully benefit from. Now, to begin with, um, since is this since this is the first episode, we'll kind of talk about you know a little bit about me, a little bit about my background, where I come from, and why I thought we needed to start something like this, or at least that, that I needed to start something like this, and kind of talk about the beginning steps. What are the things that we can do to build those connections with ourselves, with our creator, and with our community? So, without further ado, we shall begin. Now, as I mentioned before, this show or this podcast is called Coffee and Connections, and I'm your host, Cody. Right? I am a practicing Muslim. I am a citizen of the U.S., and I have studied Islam formally in traditional studies for about five years. I have studied informally for about eight to nine years uh, with emphasis on Quran, Tafsir, Fiqh, or Islamic law, as well as Tasawwuf, or uh, interdimensional studies, right? The spiritual aspects. Um, a little bit about my background. I became Muslim about 11 years ago. I was a Catholic Christian growing up. Took classes with the Catholic Church. Studied Catholicism. Studied different forms of Christianity, such as Baptist, uh, Adventist, non non-denominational, other Protestant ter- churches. Um, I even studied from the Latter Day Saints Church. I have a few cousins that are members of that. So, you know, I dip my toes into that one, so to speak. Um, You know, I was really searching for a good connection with God, something that I knew was a full, complete way of life and not something that was just held to the weekends or held to a specific time, but something that was 24-7, right? Just how I felt my connection with God should be. And also the fact that I didn't necessarily want to have, like, a building or a particular you know, priest or pastor that I needed to go to to kind of have that connection with God, but something that is always in my life, always around me, right? You know, so I studied, I started studying different religions. I learned about Hinduism, um, Taoism, I learned about Judaism, uh, and then finally I started to learn about Islam. And I started learning about Islam because I, you know, after studying different faiths, I was like, okay, let me really dive deep into Catholicism and I started researching and studying about how the early church's view of Jesus peace be upon him was and it was really fascinating to me and I was like you know what this seems more accurate to me in my studies and on my journey and so I wanted to learn more about it and one day I was on YouTube I was looking up different theological subjects uh, Bible studies, things like that, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to take a break, 
and get my mind kind of relaxed. So uh, I love martial arts. I've always done martial arts. Um, it's one of my hobbies and passions. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to look up some techniques, some tips. Um, so I typed in, you know, new martial arts techniques, right? And somehow I found a video and I, I clicked it. I was like, cool, this one seems interesting. I'll take a look, see what, see what techniques they're using and, you know, see if I can adapt that to my training and my study. And it turns out that yes, there was a technique. It was about five, maybe 10 minutes, but for the first 20 minutes of the video, it was actually about the Islamic understanding of Jesus, peace be upon him. And for me, I had never heard of the Islamic understanding of Jesus, peace be upon him. So it was a re it was real enlightenment for me. When I found that, I was like, wow, this fits more in line with the early church and what I understood and believed from studying the Bible, what the early theologians thought, that I'm gonna investigate this more. So what I decided to do is I went online and I ordered an English translation of the Quran. And I was like, you know what? Let me read it. This is their holy book. This is their Bible. Let me read it. Let me take a look and see what it has to say. See if I can find any, any errors with it, anything like that. So I got a copy of the Quran. I started reading it and studying it. And when I was reading it, you know, I read it all the way through and I was amazed. I was like, you know what? This is exactly how a holy book should be, right? It has the principles, it has all the elements that are required, that are needed, that are important. So I started studying more, praying about it more. And then finally, I said, you know what? I'm gonna live as a Muslim. So I took my shahada at a local uh, masjid or mosque. And ever since then, I've been living as a Muslim. You know, I've had my ups and downs in my journey. And, you know, we all stumble and fall sometimes, but we get back up. And I want to say about mm, seven, eight years ago, I really decided to study Islam like full time. Even if I was working, even if I was doing other things, I really wanted to study Islam first and foremost for myself so that I know what I believe, why I believe, and what path am I following, but also so that one day, that I could teach my children, right? Because that's important to me, because from my understanding, how you raise children and what you teach them impacts the society more than just my substantial change, right? I can change a society by doing small things, right? But to have an gr even greater impact is to teach the future generations. And so that's why it was important for me to study Islam full-time and study as much as I can. And you know, Today, I still study as much as I can. So that's a little bit about my backstory and kind of where I'm coming from and a little bit about this podcast. Um, I'm setting this up and I'm doing this more so for a project for myself, but also because I feel that there are people out there who want to discuss about these things and maybe don't know where to look, don't know where to turn, but want to have a place where they can listen to, maybe discuss some of these things and maybe get some, you know, tips on books to read, tips on, you know, maybe some scholars to learn from, things like that. So this one, it's, I really want to do it in a non-formal way 
you know, I want to have it really as just come as you are type of mentality, right? And that's one of the famous quotes, right, that I really love. And it's attributed to Sheikh Abu Sa'id ibn Abi Khair, right? And he says, come, come, whoever you are, wanderer, worshiper, lover of leaving, it does not matter. Ours is not a caravan of despair. Come. Even if you've broken your vow a hundred times, come. Yet again, come, come. Right? Now, this one is important for me because it reminds me of a concept that many other faiths, whether it be Buddhists, Hindus, Jews, even Christian churches, a lot of them have this fellowship, these connections that they make with their local communities that I find lacking in the Muslim community. Now, of course, this isn't everywhere, right? I haven't been everywhere to say that it's everywhere within the Muslim community. But from my experiences, from the masjids that I've been around the United States, in other countries, there is a very lacking need of fellowship, right? For a lot of Muslims, worship or ibadah is just salat, which is the ritualistic prayer, fasting, reading Quran, and, you know, acts like that, a, a physical act, right? But they've lost the spirit behind it, right? They haven't remembered the message of Islam and what it means to live it in your life, but also the character and the seerah, the life of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, right? Now, th that's why it's important for me, why I kind of want to develop this podcast so that it is and can be a discussion on these spiritual topics, but make it easy for people to understand, but also relate to their life, right? And to develop that kind of fellowship that people can use, you know, whether it be on social media, whether it be in person with a stranger, with a relative, with a friend, that they can use these things to improve that fellowship and make those human connections. And I know we're limited because this is a podcast and it's not really a full question and answer type uh, platform, but hopefully through social media, whether it be Twitter, uh, Instagram, or just comments, that people can actually leave questions, leave topics that they want to talk about. And periodically I'll be bringing on different guests who come from different backgrounds and have different experiences so that we can all make connections and see what helps in our lives to develop that connection to you know our fellow humans to our brothers our friends our sisters and to our connection with our creator and so that's what's really important for us right now for speaking of that first you know first episode first discussion that we we're talking about is that fellowship right and part of that first fellowship right we cannot have a good fellowship externally until we have one internally. Now, what we mean by that is I can't talk with someone. I can't communicate with someone. I can't build a connection until I connect with myself, right? If I don't know what I'm thinking or know what I'm feeling, then how can I connect with others to share that similar experience, right? Now, I think if we look at the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, when he first received revelation, right? The first, you know, for those who may not know, the first revelation 
that Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, he received, the angel Gabriel, peace be upon him, came and he commanded him. He said, Iqra, or to recite or read, right? Now, this is important because our first or the first command to the Prophet, peace be upon him, when he was called to his mission, is he tells him to recite or to read, right? He tells him to read in the name of your Lord, right? Now this, some of the scholars of Islam have understood that this reading as the general meaning is the recitation of the Quran, right? That basically teach or listen so you can teach what Allah has commanded or what God has commanded for the people to improve them, right? And I think that, you know, this goes with uh, a tradition or a hadith of the Prophet, peace be upon him, that is important for us, right? Because when we make these, con you know, going back to these connections and these human interactions, right? These are important. And this command is important because it it's like learning, right? To have knowledge of something, to gain knowledge of something is, our, is the command that God wants us to do. That... We learn from the time that we're born until the time that we die, right? Now, this may be, you know, school knowledge. It could be a spiritual-based knowledge. It could be knowledge of God. But it's learning about something, right? And even to the extent of learning about yourself and learning about your connections with others, right? This is also vastly important. It's really important to have these things, right? I can't understand how to improve my connection with Allah. I can't, you know, I can't improve my connection with Rasulullah, the Prophet, peace be upon him, unless I understand what connections are, right? And these connections are what drive us and what keep us going in our daily lives. Now, connections are... A connection is... A relationship with a person, a thing, or an idea, right? So we have to cultivate these connections within ourselves and within our communities and within our societies, right? Um, kind of getting, sorry, you know, kind of got off topic, but getting back to the point with knowledge, right? So knowledge is that gaining of information so we can apply within our own lives. Now the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, he tells, you know, a companion came to him and he said, Oh, Prophet, what is knowledge? And he, has, he said, first, it's silence. He said, and then what? And then it's listening. He said, and then what? He said, then it's applying what you've learned. He said, and then what? He said, then it's teaching it to others. Okay. Now there's four steps of that gaining knowledge or what knowledge is, right? So the first step is silence, to calm ourselves. The second step is to listen. We have to learn, listen, right? The third is implementing what we've learned into our daily lives and our daily practice. And then the fourth part of that, which if not done, makes knowledge incomplete, is teaching to others. Now this isn't me, this does not mean teaching to others, sitting in a formal class, giving a lecture. But what it means is when you, de when you develop that connection, when you 
for example, let's say I have information or I have knowledge of a specific topic, right? That I have applied that knowledge in my life, but then I share that knowledge with others because sharing part, sharing that knowledge is helping me grow and understand more completely. And that is part of knowledge, right? And so when we think about this idea of connections, right? A connection is a relationship with a person, a thing, or an idea, right? And this is coffee connections. So while we're having our cup of coffee and we're talking about these different ideas, these different things and these different people, that we can make connections with these, that we can build a relationship that is firm and has a good foundation, right? And that's kind of the reasoning behind why we're developing this type of format and this type of podcast. So to begin with, let's start at the beginning, right? And when we think about connections, right, we as human beings, we have our connections in our daily lives. We have our parents, our friends, maybe our siblings, our children, our coworkers, you know, different people around us that we connect with every day. Now, the most important connection for us is our connection with the higher power, with our creator. And this is something that we think about or should think about every day. Right? And so one of the questions that I always get or people ask is kind of who God is, who is Allah? Why, you know, if there is a God, why were we created, right? And so I'm going to share with you just a uh, hadith Qudsi, which Allah, which God explains why he created us to give us kind of an understanding so that we can think about this connection and develop on it. In the tradition, the hadith Qudsi, which, you know, there may be some questions about its validity, but essentially what it says is Allah tells tells us, he says, I was a hidden treasure and I love to be known. So I created the world so that they would know me. Right? This is, it speaks about manifestation and recognition of Allah, which for the human being is essential, right? Allah is not anything like his creation, right? And uh, Surah Ikhlas, where Allah says, in the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful, say, O Prophet, he, Allah, is one or unified, right? Not one in number, but he's has a divine unity, right? Where in, in Arabic it says, Right? The translation of this, so to speak, is that he says, Say, O Prophet, say that Allah is one or unified. So the translation of it is, Say, O Prophet, He is Allah, one and indivisible. Allah the sustainer, needed by all. He has never had offspring, nor was he born. And there is none comparable to him. There is nothing that is like him. And so when we look at this, right, we can see that even though that 
God is relating to us in Hadith Qudsi that he was a hidden treasure and that he wished to be known so he created us so that we may know him right there are discussions around you know the authenticity of this hadith but really what it comes down to is this is Allah or God the creator telling us that he created us for a special purpose he didn't do it in vain he didn't do it just because he was bored or anything like that but so that we may know him and build that connection with him that we may establish a relationship with Allah that is not like any other that is better even than our own relationship with ourselves right and that's one of the things that we have to remember and kind of have to think about and try to discuss more with ourselves and have that conversation internally to look at how am I developing my relationship with my creator how am I developing that relationship or that connection with him and you know that goes to like our first discussion or you know speaking about iman or faith right and so the the next discussion we'll have uh, later on in the week will actually be about faith and kind of beginning with tawhid and what is what does that mean for us in our daily lives and can you live tawhid right and we'll look at a, a few different quotes from um, some of the companions of the prophet from the prophet himself peace be upon him and his family as well as some of the contemporary scholars and kind of what they say on this discussion and and if any of you have any discussion points or anything to talk about, uh, please feel free. Uh, send us a, a message on any of the platforms that we have, and we'd love to hear from you and hope that we can all benefit from this and uh, grow and build those connections with one another. So until next time, you take care. Peace be upon you all, and may you all stay blessed.